I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. And hello, everybody. Welcome back to another amazing episode. I am so sorry you did not have one on Tuesday because I'm here at South by Southwest in Austin and it has been a little crazy. But today's episode is amazing because we have Erica Smith, who is the Senior Manager of Sports Marketing at PepsiCo, and they are up to amazing things. She works on cool projects like WNBA sponsorships. Um, She also works on scholarships for small and marginalized communities. She does so much amazing work and she's so cool. And you will hear that in today's episode. So if you like sports, if you like marketing, if you like snacks, if you're nosy, this is the episode for you. So grab your notepad, grab your phone and get ready to take some amazing notes. If you like snacks, if you just are nosy, this is the episode for you. So take a seat grab a notepad or grab your phone and let's get into today's episode with Erica Smith. Erica, how are you? So happy to have you. Happy Tuesday. Good to see you, Colin. Taco Tuesday. Come on, let's do it. (laughs) Actually, I need to go look for some tacos now that you mentioned that. Okay, same here. Now I'm hungry. Why did I say that? (laughs) It's breakfast time too, so maybe it's not too late for us. Breakfast tacos. But before we get into all the fun stuff, we always do the question here of what the term a young influential means to you. It can be anything. So, To me, a young influential is someone who has a voice that people want to listen to. They are putting content out in the world that people want to see. Essentially, they have created a reason for people to want to follow them. And it's not necessarily based on years of experience. Right. And so I think that that's what a young influential is all about. Come on with that amazing answer. Nervous where we don't know. (laughs) (laughs) She came already. (laughs) But um, before we get into all the current stuff you're up to at PepsiCo, 
take us back to childhood, Erica. Like, were sports something you were always, like, into? Like, how did that love kind of, like, first get into play? So I did play sports growing up. Unsuccessfully, might I add. (laughs) So before you get too excited, my dad definitely put my older sister and myself into a variety of sports, starting with t-ball, softball, soccer, basketball. And among all of those sports, basketball was definitely my favorite. But it became very clear very early that I was just not a skilled athlete. And I ended up leaning into some other passion points, which were dance and music. So I tried a couple of different instruments, clarinet stuck. So I really was focused on dance and music up through high school. So it wasn't until after college, actually, that I became interested in sports again as a fan. And crazy story. So I was living in Chicago in fall 2012. And I was just watching TV one night and I stumbled upon this 30 for 30 documentary called Benji. And it was all about this top high school prospect, Ben Wilson, from Simeon High School, south side of Chicago. This was back in 1984. And he was gunned down during his senior year, tragically. And at the end of that documentary, they profiled a current student at that time named Jabari Parker, who also was a top basketball prospect nationwide, and he was playing. And I thought, wow, he's right down the road. I want to go see him. I want to go see him play. So I went and checked him out at a classic. And at that classic, I saw other top talent, Jalil uh, Okafor, Kendrick Nunn. And I was just really impressed. And not only did I just go and watch as a fan, I actually started filming them. I interviewed Jalil. I actually made a mixtape. So I was just really oh. into it. And, and, that, <laughs> and so that's when I knew that I was very interested in basketball and I became a fan. That's so cool. So like, that's so cool that you were just like, you know, I'm going to get filmed. Did they like have like a process or like, where did that, where did that video go? Where did that video go? Like, is it out here? Like what happened? Like, <laughs> Right. You're like, wait a minute now. So I actually was involved in journalism classes in high school. So I did have a little bit of filming experience, experience with video editing. So what I did was I just signed up to be a contributing editor or a journalist for some random publication in Chicago, where obviously you didn't have to have a lot of experience. And so that got me the media credentials to actually get down there and do the filming at the Classic. So I'm, I'm scrappy with it. Come on, we'd love to see. We we love to see. We love to see. <laughs> but was journalism something that you like continued to do in college or like did, or sport? Were you kind of moving into marketing? Like, did you? How did you like keep that skill up? Yeah, so definitely back in high school is where I was really practicing journalism and broadcast journalism to be even more specific. And I took probably three years of journalism. Uh, definitely my sophomore, junior, and senior year. And so we were doing everything from news reporting, anchoring, but by far my favorite part of that class was developing these video PSAs. So that was part of our responsibilities. If there was a fundraiser, trials for the dance team, we had to create these little commercials to broadcast during our announcements. And I loved it. I would own it from end to end, the filming, the editing, concepting at the very beginning. And I would just spend hours and hours in the studio working on these projects. And that's when I knew, wow, I've really found something that I love to do. 
So when it came to choosing my major for college, I decided, okay, I'm very interested in creativity and filming and obviously video editing, but I was also interested in other things. I was interested in business. I also was very interested in written and oral communication, consumer behavior. So I would just go to the library and scour these books about career paths. And I found that marketing was the one that I wanted to go for because in addition to tapping into those interests of mine, I felt like it would offer me a very stable career and the ability to pivot uh, and take just any avenue I wanted from there. So that's why I landed on marketing. So the love was still there, but I decided to study marketing. But I feel like that's so true. Like, I feel like marketing, it's all about storytelling. You're trying to tell a story to the consumer to like explain to them like how this product or whatever helps benefit them. And then from the branding company standpoint, you're explaining what the company does. Like you're really giving the background, you're painting the piece. So journalism and that really do go hand in hand. So that's really cool how you're like, nope, that's <laughs> like, this makes sense. Because some people don't really put two and two together. They're like, oh, marketing's math, business, whatever. And then like, I have to leave my storytelling, my creative side alone, but like marketing is creative because exactly. you're helping tell a story. So there we go. Love it. And, <laughs> and did you have, what was like one of your first internships to kind of like help within that marketing room, like, did you get internships, like, during school, or was this, like, after school, and you got kind of your, like, first one? Yeah, so it really wasn't until grad school that I got my first real marketing internship. I had some internships in undergrad. I was a sales distribution intern at MetLife. I worked in diversity and inclusion at Freddie Mac, but it wasn't really until I pivoted, and so I worked at Nielsen, by the way, for four years before I even went to grad school. So I was in media and marketing research. But then I realized, okay, this is adjacent to what I want to do, but I really want to do the creative side of marketing. I want to work in brand management, want to work on campaigns. So that's why I decided to pursue my MBA at Kelly School of Business in Indiana. And between my first and my second year, I got an internship at PepsiCo. And I I was very excited about that. You know, that was the dream from day one. So to finally get there was amazing. And I actually interned at Frito-Lay. So the Frito-Lay division in Dallas, and I was on the Stacy's brand team. So finally I made it. I got a chance to have a real marketing internship where I was working on an experiential campaign for the Stacy's brand. And by the way, like that whole experience just taught me, wow, PepsiCo owns so many different brands because I didn't even <laughs> know Stacy's was a PepsiCo brand because they position it so differently in the stores and the deli doesn't have any of those like Frito-Lay marks on it. Mm-hmm. So it just showed me, wow, the breadth of brands that are available at PepsiCo. And it gave me that experience to own creating an experiential event with the help of an agency. So it was awesome. So that's so cool. And for those who aren't like familiar, which I don't know, I don't, I can't see anybody not being, can you explain of like what PepsiCo is and like kind of like in a short summary of what all that is and what all that entails? Sure, absolutely. So PepsiCo is definitely a global consumer goods company. We are a food and beverages company. We're located in over 200 countries internationally. We have over $23 billion brands that span from beverages to snacks to Quaker. We just span all sorts of categories and we have hundreds of thousands of of employees across the world. So it's definitely a huge conglomerate. 
It's a great brand leader. It's a leader in so many different fields. So I'm very proud to work here. So like fast forwarding from your internship and like your first role there to like now, what is it that you do now? Like what's your day to day like? Very different than when I started. (laughs) (laughs) So my first role at PepsiCo was on the Doritos brand team. And then I transitioned to Tostitos and Dips Innovation. So then I found myself, again, during the pandemic, everybody had a lot of time to think. And I happened (laughs) to be alone, too. So I had a, a whole lot of time to think about what I really wanted to do. And again, I'm building this great resume. But inside, I still had this yearning to, again, work on more creative and consumer-facing campaigns. And I really also wanted a job that didn't feel like a job. I'm like, I want to work in my passion points, whether Mm -hmm. that be music or basketball. And so I actually applied for the role that I have now, senior marketing manager leading the MBA and WNBA sponsorship back in November 2020. And I just saw it on a job board and I was like, what? This exists at this level that I'm actually eligible to apply for? So I was just stunned. And I said, I have to go for it. It, I was in Dallas at the time. The job was in New York. I thought, I don't even know if I want to live there, but I'm going to go for it because this seems like the dream. So I was able to successfully get the position and What my job entails now is managing the overall MBA and WNBA sponsorship for the company. And kind of how that breaks down is first, I'm managing how we show up at MBA All-Star and WNBA All-Star, including executing our title sponsorship of the three-point contest at both events. I'm also responsible for executing 360 plans for other season-long tempo events like playoffs and finals and tip-off. I work on endorsement deals for NBA athletes and WNBA athletes to help promote our brands, work on negotiating contracts for teams and players. And there are just so many other responsibilities too. It even goes back to analytics and evaluating how successful our campaigns are. Did it do anything to elevate our brands? So it's very multifaceted, but It's an adventure, and I love it, and it's truly my dream job. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. 
They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. And I feel like that's so cool, like getting to work with like not just the athletes, but figure out like ways of how the branding company shows up to a lot of these like games and stuff. Because I feel like for a lot of brands, like stuff like that's really their only opportunity to really like interact with like fans, users and stuff and really see how say like I don't know like a campaign with um Steph Curry I love Steph Curry like impacted <laughs> somebody to like buy like the new Doritos or like stuff like that like I feel like that's so cool because you're not just like doing brand awareness but it's giving back to the community like the different stuff that you say so like aside from doing that do you guys work on any like community projects and stuff to really involve the community and really kind of like take that brand awareness to another level and really impact other people yeah, absolutely. Actually, just recently, uh, in a partnership with Buffalo Wild Wings, Asia Ooh. Wilson. Oh, got excited? You like you I like love Buffalo, Buffalo Wild Wings? Wings. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I just felt seen. I felt seen. <laughs> See, I know you. So we actually just partnered with Buffalo Wild Wings to refurbish ports in San Francisco and in Columbia, South Carolina. So Asia Wilson in Columbia refurbished a court in her grandmother's neighborhood. And then Clay Thompson refurbished a court in San Francisco. So that's giving back to the community, giving them resources um, and a nice environment to play the game. We also have given back to the community through scholarships. So for the past two seasons, we have given away $50,000 scholarships to two HBCU students. And that's been huge. Obviously, we know that college can be very expensive, unaffordable. And so to be able to tap two very bright, uh, high potential college students each and every year to give that funding to, to leverage PepsiCo's resources to give them a chance at a bright future has been amazing to me. So that's the Mountain Dew All-Star Scholarship. So those are just a couple of initiatives that we've really leaned into to give back to the community. And I feel like that's so cool because a lot of times people are like, oh, nobody's doing stuff or like whatever, whatever. And it's like so many of these companies like you all are doing huge, impactful things where a lot of people are like, they're not doing their homework to see like, wait, they actually are. And it's like, if you just like, I don't know, go to their website and look at it, you'll see the various different ways that they're impacting and actually giving back to the community, which is really cool. 100%. And, like, speaking of All-Star Weekend, like, what are some cool things that you um, that you guys are doing or have done in the past? I don't know if you can talk about, like, what you guys are doing for the upcoming one. But, like, what are some cool experiential and cool um, activations that you guys are working on for that or have worked on? Yeah. I can't give away all the secrets about 2023 <laughs> in Salt Lake. Y'all will just have to fly out and see. But in terms of what we've done from – in past years, we definitely have had some really cool activations. So in Cleveland, we actually paired up with Ruffles and did a joint experiential activation called The Block that had a number of player appearances, including Zach Levine, Jason Tatum, Asia Wilson. We also had Drewski come through and he was one of our hosts. We also had Gunna perform and Babyface Ray. So it was this multifaceted consumer experience and it was free and open to the public. So that's another way that we kind of gave back to the community because I think we all know 
NBA All-Star events are very expensive. Yes. All the time. <laughs> so to be able to come to Cleveland and pour in millions of dollars to put on this experience that was open to the public was amazing. And so we try to do that each and every year. And you can expect something similar in Utah. We also activate at the three-point contest, which maybe I'm biased, but definitely one of the most exciting events of the whole weekend. And that's during All-Star Saturday night. So it's just awesome each and every year to go to All-Star and just see the entire arena light up in green, Mountain Dew green. And and then the Dew Zone balls, we incorporated that, which has become a fan favorite. People are always asking, where can I get the Dew Zone ball? How do I win it? Uh, So we activate there. Uh, And then we also activated at the HBCU Classic. So that's actually where we gave out the Mountain Dew All-Star Scholarships. So we also sponsored that event, too. That's so cool. You guys do so much. I'm like blown away. I'm just starting to let it all sink. And I'm like, dang, you guys are everywhere. (laughs) Doing all this stuff. I'm like, you're over here. You're over there. Like you're giving over here. It's just giving out money left and right. (laughs) Absolutely. You know, we aim to be generous. You know, we love it. We love a generous. We love a generous giver. <laughs> but like thinking of like just upcoming stuff, like are there any types of events and stuff that you guys are looking to do more of? Like if there's like, is, was there been like a type of event that you guys like haven't done that you're working towards doing, like community wise, that you that you guys would like to do? No, that's a great question. I think that we want to expand some of the efforts that we've already started. I'm thinking of WNBA Live. So we definitely lean in with our WNBA sponsorship. And this year we activated in Chicago at WNBA All-Star. In addition to sponsoring the three-point contest, we also sponsored a two-day outdoor festival called WNBA Live. And there we had one activation called the Dues on Court where fans could come up shoot their shot at the three-point contest. They could also meet some of their favorite WNBA stars, Asia Wilson, Allie Quigley, and many, many more. And then we also had a style lounge where we actually showcased Asia Wilson's tunnel fits. So we showcased some of her jersey dresses. That's we had so a, cool. It was really fun. And next year, you're going to have to come. So yeah, we, <laughs> we also had a ball wall where fans could just pose in front of it, strike a pose. So it was this cool activation space. And both of them were open to fans. So I would like for us to expand that and, you know, maybe even incorporate a giving element there. We did give away some prizes. We gave away a few tickets to the three-point contest. But how can we expand that? Because these are the events that, NBA and WNBA fans want access to, and it's very limited. So I really, my goal is to try to open that up more. And I think that's one way to impact the community to kind of democratize these events that are right now very exclusive. How do we make them more inclusive? No, that's so, and that's so true. Cause I feel like a lot of times that we hear brands and stuff be like, oh yeah, we're doing this cool thing here. Like, especially for like doing like Super Bowl and stuff like that, they'll be like, oh yeah, we're doing this thing and we're taking over blah, 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 city, and we have this going on and that. And it's like, it's so gatekept where it's like only a few can go or exclusive invites to like top influencers. And then they don't really get the turnout or the media attention that they want. They're like, we don't know where we went wrong. And it's like, um, excuse me, like you only invited like five people who don't, and I'm like, first of all, these five don't even live here in the city. So they're not really gonna, 
you have to like tell the story from their lens that you expected them to tell through their social media or whatever the case may have it. So I feel like it's so important that if you're trying to like really impact it, like making stuff free or low cost to really have the impact on the community, not especially if you're just like going into that city, you don't want to come in as an outsider and like really create like a fortress. You want to kind of open it up and like, no, like, Hey, we're here for you all. We want you guys to feel included and uh, feel like you're a part of this just as much as we are. That's a great point. And actually the Mountain Dew brand team did a great job of tapping into local influencers in Cleveland. We actually had an influencer event and it was all local talent coming in, meeting the team. And then they were able to just take note of all their experiences throughout the weekend because we gave them access. And to your point, they were able to write about it from their own perspective. And that's yet another way, giving young influencers who are local to the community that we're activating in that opportunity for growth too. Yeah. And for my final question, like since we've been talking about like, oh, we got to like brand awareness and giving back. If if your brain's listening right now and they're like, oh, Erica, y'all are doing some cool stuff, but like, I don't know where to start. Like, where would you say like is the best like step when you're trying to like really impact the community and be a brand that's not just like a one-way street, but like really two-way, really connecting with their group and wanting to give back? Yeah, 100%. So definitely first, I think it starts with an authentic tie. So looking at your company's values, what are you prioritizing as a company? For us, it's very clear what our priorities are, sustainability, racial equality, um, and uplifting underrepresented minorities, women. So what are your priorities? And then from there, try to make those natural connections with organizations, groups, influencers that connect to those purposes that you're trying to elevate or those priorities that you're trying to elevate. So I think that's one way to start. Um, Definitely tapping into other organizations that have that established credibility and that equity and have done the work. So even if you're just getting started, if you partner with an organization that is a little bit further along, um, that's another way just to hit the ground running so that you don't feel like you're just starting from square one. But I think that all companies should just take that step. You may not get it right in year one, but make sure that you just take a look inside, figure out your values, figure out your priorities, partner with organizations or influencers that can help you get there. Yeah, because the whole of like, we want to do it, but we don't have the resources. We don't know. I'm like, you can't do that anymore. Like, like you said, like, there's so many ways that you could like team up with other organizations if you don't have the infrastructure yourself to do it year one. So it's like, you can't use the cop out of like, we don't have anything like look around and like figure out like who you can team up with. Like that's so true. 1000%. So I expect to see more brands in the space after this call to action. (laughs) (laughs) And for my final one, I'm just curious, like do you have any favorite Pepsi PepsiCo brands or products? Who are some of your favorites? (laughs) Oh, too many. Too many. That's the one danger of working here. So uh, I'll, let's start on the beverages side. Uh, I definitely love classic Diet Pepsi, Diet Pepsi with a cherry twist. I also like Gatorade, pretty much the whole portfolio. I love Mountain Dew Spark Zero, uh, pretty much all the flavors. I wish that Mountain Dew Code Red Zero was more widely available. That's probably my favorite Mountain Dew flavor but it's in limited markets. And then on the snack side, wow. Uh, Lay's <laughs> Kettle Jalapeno, love that. Uh, Ruffles Cheddar Sour Cream. 
the list goes on and on. No, Sun Chips are my favorite, and I will stand by Sun Chips. I love Sun Chips. Oh, okay. Well, that's great. That's my favorite. I love, yeah, like the uh, the Garden Salsa, like Harvest Cheddar, the original. I've been I've been sticking by Sun Chips for a long time. I'm a Ride or Die fan. I remember when the packaging wasn't that blue packaging, that it was that, like, <laughs> <laughs> that, like black and with the squigglies. See, I, I, go, I go back with, <laughs> with Sun Chips. You do. Wow. You are a dedicated loyalist. I'm going to have to keep that in mind. (laughs) So if you need sun chips ambassadors, I got you. (laughs) I love it. I love it. I love it. Oh my gosh. But Erica, thank you so much for being here, partying with us, you know, giving us these words of wisdom. We appreciate it. Anytime. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Wow. How great was this episode? If you were like me, you probably took a lot of notes and have a lot of questions and comments. So if you do, feel free to add us at Adweek across Twitter, Instagram, all the social medias. And we'd love to hear from you all. And feel free to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts. That always helps us. And we can't wait to hear from you all and see you in the next episode. So bye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Young Influentials, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and ACAST Creator Network. This podcast was produced by Al Manorino, executive produced by Chris Aarons, and edited by Lane McGibney at Bountwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcast. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.